If you have any questions about the book, or you want me to read something, or you want a shout out, or if you just want to contact me, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. Today I'll be reading Chapter 23 of Wings of Fire, The Dragonette Prophecy. Starflight pointed to the flames rising from the black rocks. Peril, the fire doesn't hurt you, right? She shrugged. It tickles a little, that's all. And the fire's coming from the rocks. What if you picked up the rocks and moved them? You could put the fire somewhere else and open the doorway for us, couldn't you? Clay's heart was beating fast. Peril tilted her head at Starflight. He is smart, she said. Just like you said. I guess I could do that. She sounded like she wasn't entirely convinced. If you're really sure you want to escape tonight. Of course we are, Tsunami said, springing to her feet. Let's get out of here. But, Sunny, Starflight said, we'll hide somewhere and wait for until Peril can free her tomorrow, Tsunami said. And Glory, Clay said, we have to save Glory too. Glory? Peril's brow creased in a frown. The rain when Queen Scarlet's do artwork, Clay said. Oh, Peril said, her. She's very beautiful. She narrowed her eyes at Clay, which confused him. Let's all run away now and worry about that later, Sonoma said. Is there some place we can hide? Peril snapped her wings open. Below the waterfall, there's a cave only I know about. She turned and nearly smacking clay with her tail and hopped over the w- pool into the... W- clay with her tail and hopped over the pool into the flit fire. Clay watched in amazement as she wrapped her claws around two of the black rocks and picked them up. She stepped into the tunnel, and the fire from the rocks went with her, blazing around her talons. Carefully, she piled the rocks on the rock floor outside the, out, until there was a gap big enough for the dragonettes to jump through. Tsunami went first, and then Clay, then Starflight. When they were all out of the tunnel, Pearl rebuilt the wall fire across the cave entrance. There, she said with satisfaction. Now she'll have no idea how you got out. Can you get these off our wings, Starfright whispered, pointing to the bindings. Peril gave him a hard look. Maybe, she said, but maybe I'll wait until I know you won't leave without saying goodbye. We wouldn't leave our friends, Clay promised. She scowled. Which way to the waterfall? Peril nodded up the tunnel and slithered off, leading the way. Stop making her mad, Tsunami hissed in Clay's ear as they followed. Me? He said, generally surprised. What did I do? Well, you're a handsome idiot, she said affectionately, and I'll tell you later, which didn't clear things up at all. Shortly before they reached the central hall of balconies, the tunnel turned left and began to rise. Peril signaled for them all to move quickly, and they crept toward the sound of dragons shouting and singing and smashing things. Peril glanced over her shoulder at Clay, who was concentrating on moving his sounds carefully over the rocky gold lace floor. Hey, she whispered, once you're free, what are you going to... What are you going to do? We'll go find our parents, Clay whispered back. I've never been to the Mud Kingdom. I can't wait. Really? You'll go straight there? Just the five of you? Absolutely. As soon as possible. Ow! Clay started and and then Tsunami trotted heavily on his tail. He squelched a yelp of pain and made a face at her. When he looked up again, Peril had hurried ahead. Clay guessed they had climbed two levels, circling behind balconies, when they reached an open doorway as tall as five dragons and just as wide. They hid around a corner of the tunnel and peeked out. The doorway led on, uh, out onto a flat half-circle plateau. 
between the cliffs, packed with sky rings and sand wings, and lit by floating globes of fire. Most of the sky rings were wearing gold or copper or precious jewels that sparkled in the firelight. The sand winged desert dragons looked rough and common next to them. Many of them stood awkwardly, as if they'd rather be charging into battle than making polite conversation at a party. Statues of Queen Scarlet in different regal poses were scattered about the floor, some carved from marble, some from gold, others from smooth black rock with rubies for eyes. Tables around the outside were piled high with food, and several kinds of prey were also running frantically between the dragon's claws. A low rock barrier kept the prey from escaping into the tunnel, and all around the plateau were steep cliffs going either up or down, so they were trapped. Clay saw a skywing pause mid-conversation, smash her talons down on a mountain goat, pop it into her mouth, and continue chatting with the sand wing opposite her. He also spotted a couple of scavengers among the prey. Instead of running around like terrified chickens, one was trying to climb the cliff. The other was crawling under one of the tables to hide. It made him wonder if scavengers were smarter than they looked. Now that he could see him, the feast was out in the open air. He realized how the dragons out here had heard the prisoners singing. He had been wondering how the sound had carried down the long tunnels, but from here the arena was only a short dragon hop across a couple of cliffs. Queen Scarlet lay on a tall golden throne looking down at the other dragons. Another, shorter throne was set up next to her for Byrne, although Byrne's enormous height brought their heads to almost the same level. Byrne kept shifting and scowling as if the fancy curved seat was uncomfortable. Starfleet grabbed Clay's shoulder and pointed at a large bird cage hanging over the center of the space. It was held aloft by wires like the ones of the prisoner's legs strung between tall poles on either side of the plateau. Occasionally, a dragon or two would fly up and circle the cage, peering in and then fly back down to the floor. Crouched inside the cage with her wings over her head was Sunny. Her golden scales glowed dully, dully in the firelight, as if she was just another piece of treasure. Stop! Tsunami whispered as Clay started forward. I know. I want to get her. I want to get go get her too. But if we do right now, it's suicide. Starflight agreed. Better to let them think we'd leave without her. If they know we care about her, they'll get. They'll use it to against us. His tail lashed in frustration. But she's all alone. Clay whispered. If only she knew they they were there, not too far away. He stretched a little farther out, looking for Glory, but he couldn't see her. Perhaps Scarlet was hiding her from Burn. You guys cross first. Crouch low and run, and hopefully they won't spot us. She sent Tsunami darting across first, and the other dragons followed one at a time. Clay found himself wishing he had darker scales that could melt into the shadows like starflight. They huddled around the next bend, waiting for peril. Sorry, she said when she caught up a few minutes later. I had to wait for the queen to look away. From here, the tunnel branched in several directions. Peril took one leading down under the cliff where the feast was, and the torches were spaced farther apart as they went along. So the tunnel grew darker and darker. Soon Clay could hear the roaring up ahead, and this time he knew for sure it was a waterfall. They emerged on a narrow ridge halfway up a tall, craggly cliff. By the light of the moons, they could see straight down to a glittering, winding river far below. The waterfall poured, pounded ahead of them, loud and fierce, and the wind carried bursts of cold spray into their faces. Starflight pressed himself back against the cliff. Are you sure you don't want to bind our wings now, he said, closing his eyes. 
You'll be fine, Prowl said. It's easy to climb down from here. I've done it with my when my wings are tired. See? The cave's right there. Clay peeked over the edge and saw a small gap in the cliff far below, like a tiny gash in the wall behind the waterfall. It was definitely a journey he'd prefer to do with functioning wings, but if they had to keep Peril happy... I see some claw holds, he said, and we can rest on that boulder halfway. He stopped. Over the roaring of the waterfall, he could hear wing beats. Someone was coming. He spun around. Hide, he said, frantically pushing Pearl toward the tunnel. If they find you helping us, the queen will kill you, champion or not. She stopped in the mouth of the tunnel, staring at him. Clay turned and saw Tsunami and Starfight watching matching so- wearing matching shocked expressions. How did you do that? Pearl whispered. Do? Clay started, and then he felt the heat in his talons. He, tu- he had touched Pearl's scales without even thinking. He looked down, expected to see dark scorch marks and claws crumbling to ash. But his talons were only glowing a warm red, and even as he looked at them, the redness and the heat faded away until his talons felt entirely normal again. Stop gopping, Tsunami ordered, shoving him at the tunnel. Everybody run. I don't think so, said Queen Scarlet's chilly voice behind them. Clay turned slowly and saw the skywing queen descending from the cliff above. Her bejeweled wings spread wide. Thank you, Peril, the queen said nastily. You may be excused. Clay didn't understand. Thank you for what? Peril gave him an agonized look and fled up the tunnel. Queen Scarlet smiled at the dragonets as skywing soldiers began to rain from the sky. Going somewhere?